When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My football team's got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer or whiskey, wine or chip. Anything to shake this, but I'm in. My football team's got me drinking. At it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. I'm not sure if we played a game last weekend. I don't know if anything really happened there. But it is indeed U.S. Open Cup semifinal week. That is all I care about again. I'm not sure what anything that's happened in the past or if they played a game last weekend and lost to LAFC. I don't know about, I don't know about any of that. I don't know if that happened. It's just a rumor. Just a rumors. I'm not sure if it was real. But uh, U.S. Open Cup week. I'm excited. I, I need some energy from my podcasters here. We good? Are we good this week, guys? It is the game of the season. It's what matters, right? It's what we're waiting on. Game of the season until we win, and then the next game in the tournament is the next a game. A month later, yes. A month later. <laughs> I am ready to attend a cup final again. Yes, sir. Go Red Bull. That's a good point. I asked, <laughs> I asked Caden here post-game. I was just like chatting with him, and he said, oh, they're absolutely going to watch that game before they go out and play their game. I think they'll probably have to warm up a little bit before that and not see the end, but it sounds like they're, uh, they're engaged. I'm a Red Bull fan. Wednesday night. I'm desperately trying to figure out who plays for Sacramento and anything that matters about them. <laughs> I, I've got some stuff for it. Yes, let's so, go to Robert. Yeah. Robert oh, has some already? stuff. Already? Whoa, boom. Okay. Yeah, my plan, my that plan other worked. game didn't happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My plan we, worked. We, we are going to circle back and talk about Garrett Bale, right? <laughs> who? Garrett, yes. Yeah. Ooh. All right, maybe okay. we can talk yeah, about we'll Garrett talk Bale. We'll talk about that, David. Yeah. But, All right, uh, yes. so yes, uh, let's start with the, the ominous, shall we? So, Sacramento um, are undefeated at home uh, in the uh, Open Cup against MLS teams. That's, that's uh, 
intimidating. Second Hold of on, all, I thought you were gonna come out of yeah. Let's let's address the dog first. What's your what's, what's the problem with this puppy? One, she fine. loves attention. That's fine though. Yeah, uh, but, but two, that's, a, that's the that's the uh, the risk of hosting is the dog or any <laughs> household problems that it may occur. Okay, but I, but I have a question. So are they undefeated at home or are they undefeated at home against MLS teams and U.S. Open Cup play? Because did I say both? Well, there's just like a very there's a difference, right? Undefeated at home is like, wow, that's a fortress. Undefeated at home during U.S. Open Cup plays like one of those weird like Bob Euchre baseball announcer things. We're like on the third Wednesday of the month when Mercury's in retrograde and the pitcher has blue eyes, this guy hits 400. So are they like weirdly good this year against MLS teams at home or are they like actually good at home? They're actually good at home. They're nine, one, and three at home this season in all competitions, including four wins in the Open Cup. That's okay. pretty much, impressive. Much more ominous than the yes. alternative. Yes, yes. And uh, let's see. I thought Lewis. you were going to start that conversation with, because he was like, who's playing on this team? And you were you were just mentioning that they, they did sign somebody new, right? They did, they did. But uh, Luis Felipe, who's a former uh, MLS player, has scored in each of their three less Open Cup matches. Rodrigo Lopez, Roro, they call him, is their leading scorer in the Open Cup with four goals. But they just signed Deshaun Brown, who might ring a bell for some of you. Played with the Rapids, scored more than 10 goals for them in 2013 no, zero, zero and 2014. I remember him maybe as a sporting killer. I don't know. But uh, he won MLS Cup with Colorado in 2013. They just signed him July 22nd. So they are uh, adding to their arsenal in preparation for our match. So Sacramento, I've we seen. We did too, though. I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. Okay. Well, from what I've seen, they seem to be a better coached team as far as team tactics, let's say, uh, their organization than Union Omaha was. So that's something that uh, seems impressive about them. Also, um, you know. They're in a higher league too, though. Yes, they're in the U.S. They should be better coached. They um, are lethal on the counter, but they're also good on set pieces. So two things we need to watch. But the thing that I think is really, really majorly important in this, and you're going to all guffaw and say, well, that's important in every game. But in both of the last games against the Galaxy, against San Jose, Sacramento jumped on top. And that's going to be critical at home. If they jump on top against us, it could be doomsday. That's why I think the first 15, first 20 is crucial for us. Are you saying Sporting Kansas City is not cut out to score a lot of goals and come from behind? Or <laughs> Hey, we've come from behind in this cup twice. So, uh, no, I'm not saying that. But uh, I think it's very important because Sacramento's crowd is pretty raucous. It is. Yeah, it should be a good venue, I would think. They're going to, like I heard it described as like a... Slightly like under 12,000. A high school football type, like a big high school football mm-hmm. type setup. Yeah. And uh, as a former Phoenix Rising journalist, I would cover them a lot. And Sacramento was consistently a good opponent. And they were always competitive and kind of like, not at the top, but near the top of the league. And then I, I went to look because I was, I was curious about Robert's stat about at home against MLS opponents in the U.S. Open Cup. They, they've played one... MLS opponent at home. So they are 1-0 at home in the the U.S. Open Cup against MLS teams this season. They do have a second uh, win. They beat L.A., the Galaxy, in L.A. Yes, that was in L.A. Was that that just like a friendly? No, no, in the Open Cup. But he he specifically said at home. So they they are only 1-0 at home. Well, so what's what's interesting to me, though, so they're they're in seventh place in the Western Conference in the USL Championship. They've only scored 22 goals. 19 goals against, so they're plus three in their goal differential, which is better than us. But uh, 
22 goals. And for context, uh, the league leader in the Western Conference is at 46. Um, you know, there's teams that have you know scored in the 30. They, all the teams above them have scored substantially more uh, than they have. So they're not banging in goals left and right. Yeah, to add on to that, they're 0-2-2 in their last four matches in, in league play and failed to score in three of those four. So I don't think league form is good, like our league form isn't good, but when it comes to uh, cup time, they seem to be on just kind of like we are. So we have two teams with a lot of open cup momentum. Going, going all in on the cup, clearly. Oh, yeah, and I mean, every, everybody at this point. But I was looking back at their record here, and they, they have like a 6-0 win over the Portland Timbers U23 team in the Open Cup. I didn't know that the a U23 team could get into the Open Cup. That's kind of interesting, because I'm pretty sure SKC2 are not allowed to be in the competitions. So. Yeah, how does that work? I'm confused by this. I have no idea the rules. Uh, somebody text Mike. Yeah, we, that's, a, that's a Mike question. <laughs> It'd be for easier sure. to explain allocation money and designated players than the, right. to try and explain the... Don't forget Tam and Gam. Come that's on. right. Yeah. Can you explain Tam and Jam really quick, dude? <laughs> well, yes. Absolutely yeah, explain absolutely. it, but I don't think you really want me to. <laughs> uh, do, are we to might take listeners? away from the topic. I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. um, my, my worry about this tournament, the U.S. Open Cup tournament here, is I was... So I went to Philadelphia for that that open cup win 2015 and I recall just very vividly. I remember watching a video of the PKs from that was taken from the supporter section, the sons of Ben while watching that PK or while watching those PKs. And after they lost just the desperation, just the horrible things that were being screamed and just, just a defeated fan base. Cause they were in last that year and they were just, they were putting all the eggs into this basket, so I'm, I'm drawing parallels here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking the parallels you're drawing, honestly. <laughs> and this one guy just very vividly said, and I don't know why this stuck with me, he was like, well, there goes another season down the drain. Just He was just so absolutely defeated. I just heard it in his voice. And, yes, I am very worried that we are going to, because we robbed that from them in 2015, we had our highs then, that we're going to be that we're going to be very disappointed, and we're putting too many eggs into this basket. So you're saying there's like karma coming back on us for doing that to a lowly last place Cody, Eastern Conference. It's the team. only damn basket we got. <laughs> <laughs> Put and your <laughs> eggs in one basket and watch that fucking yeah. basket. What, what's the alternative? Is like, oh, we we don't care all that much about the Open Cup right. in hopes that we finish in thirteenth fucking place. <laughs> so you know, I, I have a question for y'all. I don't know if this would be interesting. So there's eleven MLS games to go. I, the math of I'm using Robert's math from his article a little bit while back. We basically, need to win nine of those eleven games. To get to forty-eight to, to yeah to get to forty. Eight points and to maybe 49 to make the right. uh, MLS Cup playoffs. So I think Sporting kind of went all in against LAFC personally with that lineup they put out there. Do you think that was a mistake and they should have maybe set some of these guys in preparation for Wednesday when, it, to use Robert's word, that one basket that we have, we have a <laughs> shot to, to go ahead and get that thing? I'm going to just, for this conversation, I'm just going to be like Westworld and say that doesn't sound like anything to me. And just let you guys, because I don't remember this game. I don't know. I'm not sure if this game happened or not, but you guys can talk about it. Are you talking about the game where Garrett Bale scored a goal? <laughs> uh, is this the way you're going to show disrespect to this player because he showed so much disrespect to us by scoring so easily? Well, you know, and I'm a Tottenham fan, but Garrett Bale, <laughs> you know, is just out there. I don't know. 
having a worse man. Scoring, scoring incredibly ha- easy. Yeah. Just out for an easy man. stroll I and got, dominating us. I got a lot of takes about Izzy. Um, <laughs> but so, what's the, who could we have run out? Right? I mean, like, we could have put Yuri in, I guess, and played him instead of Remy. You know? Like, maybe. Right? But there weren't that many rotational things that we could have done. Actually, this was the deepest bench Sporting have had maybe all year because of Tommy and Agata showing up and being available and whatnot and getting into the game. But they play. I see your point. I see your point. Like, I, I think, is it the argument of let's build some chemistry on Saturday to head towards Wednesday with someone like Eric Tommy, who, by the way, very excited, looked fantastic. Oh, I do recall that. Yeah, he seemed to look pretty good. That's now starting to sound familiar. Yes, I remember Eric Tommy playing, yes. But, like, we have we had no center backs to sub, right? Uh, I mean, Robert Walleter made the bench. Uh, but our bench was Agata, Duke, Pierre, Poolscamp, Yuri, Ben Sweat, Jean-Nice, and Volater. Mm. Who are we who, – who, what rotation are you looking for? Well, what, like, I, what I guess I'm saying is that – I think you just it, meant not starting Johnny if the Russell. the season <laughs> is over, MLS play – yeah, do you sit Russell? Do you sit Shallowy? Run, run Shelton into the ground. Sure, that's fine. Whatever. But like maybe Janis gets out there. You know, something different. Cam Duke could play right wing for Russell. We've seen that before, and just make ev- sure everybody can go hard. Because I mean, it could be 120 minutes on Wednesday. Don't forget. Right, but also two things. Number one, yes, I think it is continuity. Um, momentum in a sense familiarity for Wednesday but also do you really want to in front of fans who are coming to fill your stadium against LAFC do you really want to fall flat on your face and risk that and then have it be even a bigger detriment to Wednesday that this is a fair point I was just asking what you all thought was the appropriate thing with that heat uh, I mean David you're in the uh Unlimited eating seats, right? And I heard you were only drinking water because it was so flipping hot. So. I had I had one Bud Light and I think seven bottles of water. <laughs> Bud Light's just water anyway. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> I'm not out here trying to die. Uh, so for real though, I do want to, we have to talk about Kyrie Shelton in this game. Because... Saturdays or Wednesdays, Cody? Yeah, the you one got, when you I, say I'm, this game, I'm not sure where your head is. <laughs> <laughs> I am, that's why I was like, for real though. I, okay, so yeah, I do. Kyrie Sheldon in this game is one of the hardest things I have I have had to watch in a sporting jersey in a long time. And I don't just I'm not just saying like, oh, this guy is so bad, like get him off my team, whatever. I'm saying like that. It was so clear. Everyone in the stadium. Uh, everyone on the other team, everyone there knew that he has zero confidence. That all, all you have to do is just let him take the ball and he will mess it up. So it, are you referring to the two moments he could have taken on 38-year-old Cinellini and beaten him with pace? Because we know Kyrie's much faster than him, and he didn't. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a fine, by the way. Yeah, because you, you just called him Cinellini. Can yeah, we address that? It, oh, that's sorry. a fine. Sorry. That's a fine. I, That's don't, I don't care. Garrett Bale, not a fine. <laughs> Cialini, fine. Garrett is okay because it's intentional disrespect, but Cialini, I don't know about that. Okay, fine. Uh, no, yes, I am referring to those two plays, and it was, I don't know, how, how does Cialini have a, a, a scouting report on Kyrie that's just, I just need to stand here and let him make <laughs> his own mistake. I don't know how he knew that already, but no, it wasn't just those, those two plays. There were there were other ones. There was one, the one that I was just like, my God, is this for real, was... 
someone like stepped in and made an interception and then tried to pass it to someone and it bounced off Ky- Kyrie was just in the way and the and the ball was turned yep. right back over. Yep. I'm like I'm like oh my god can't he like he seriously can't do anything. And like some of that wasn't his fault. I understand the aspect of like he's got the yips. Like it's a real thing. It was like I don't know we got NBA fans here. Uh there was uh oh, oh now I can't even not Kyrie. Who was the Russell Westbrook. People were like at, at, at times in this last NBA season were like the fans were screaming at him to shoot the ball because yeah. everyone knew he had no confidence. And that is exactly what it felt like watching Kyrie in this game. Well, the other part I of felt that, bad. I felt that it was hard to watch is what I mean. It felt like I hated it. The other part of that is a goddess header late in the game. You're like, Oh, that's what <laughs> a striker does when they head the ball. Oh, with power and pace and wow. Okay. Or, and that's not even necessarily just a shot at Kyrie. Like, Oh, that's what it's like to have someone head the ball. I <laughs> yeah. don't even remember the last time we had someone get on the end of a cross or a corner kick. Like, well, can we okay? Let's talk about Kyrie, and not just about his lack of ability against LAFC. But Kyrie's first year with Sporting in 2018, he played 20 matches for us. He scored two goals, but he was averaging 0.3 expected goals per game per 90. Well, that and then remember, just in this conversation, you have to add in that the team was like winning games. Yeah, was like absolutely. The thing that they were and, that they were leaning on. And the narrative was the team's winning games. He's creating space for. Daniel and Johnny, because he's dragging defenders all around the field. He leaves. He goes on his expedition to Germany. He comes back in 2020. By the way, narrative spin, whatever you want to call it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, he comes back in 2020. He's played 20 matches, 1,400 minutes, scores five goals, um, and again is averaging 0.3 expected goals per 90. The next year, last year, 31 matches, 2,200 minutes, three goals, and his XG per 90 drops to 0.19. And this year, in 1,300 minutes, 18 matches, zero goals, one assist, he's averaging .12 XG per 90. So he's not creating chances for himself. He's not creating chances for anybody else. His expected assists per 90 is .05. I mean, he's almost a negative contribution on the field. I mean, I think you could argue he is a negative contribution. Because to go back to that play where you were talking about where he was just like in the way and the ball hit him, I, does he expect that they're just not going to pass to him? I watched a series of times where it just kept like pinging around everybody but him. It's like they don't want to give him the ball because they know that possession yep. is going to end. Oh, I felt that on the play when Eric Tommy got the ball. After after Kyrie had already messed up a couple things, I saw Eric Tommy get the ball. Kyrie was making a run, and he just knew to not give it to that guy. Already. And he's yeah. been there. He had three practices. He was on the field for like eight minutes and already knew to not pass it to that guy. But, like, you know, Kyrie compared to the rest of – the forwards in MLS. He's in the second percentile in goals. He's in the first percentile in non-penalty expected goals, first in shots, 11th percentile in assists. And that's for, you know, that's all, what's the, what's the polite way to put this? Really fucking bad? (laughs) (laughs) You've used that word three times this pod already. I even said flipping a minute ago. Like I'm not allowed to curse. I curse all the time. (laughs) The, The only thing that Kyrie is particularly good at is pressuring the ball. And he's great at pressing but if you can't do anything with it, if there's absolutely no final product, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I, need that, I, need, I need the Taylor Twelman soundbite. I'm going to add okay, that to my so, list Okay, so Cody, I know you're the man in charge here, but does this then lead to a discussion of, all right, who starts up front Wednesday night? Yeah, I mean, that, that is where a discussion we need to have, obviously. I had a friend message me that was pissed off that Kyrie was starting, and I was like, well, do you want... Do you want Janice to be playing his to start that the Open Cup game his third 
90 minute game in a row on short rest. And, you know, and, and I don't even know, maybe, maybe we saw maybe Agata's like quick impact there. Maybe after a few more days of training, maybe he does go with him, but that seems risky to me to, to go with Agata here. I think Eric Tommy, you probably start, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Janis again, probably starting up top for this game. Is that, I'm interested. I, I don't know. Like Shallowy, remember when he played center forward a couple games? I thought he looked really good for like maybe there was just that surprise of having not seen him in that spot. And Minnesota seemed kind of overwhelmed and things were really working. And that was with Johnny's and Duke next to him. I mean, imagine yeah. putting other guys. But then the next time he started, again, against a better team, Real Salt Lake, I hate, ooh, that hurt just to say that out loud. Uh, but <laughs> that's a fine. That's a fine. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fine. <laughs> yeah, giving credit to our rivals is a fine. But uh, against a better team, he it didn't work as well. So I kind of wonder, like, would you be better served to put William Agat out there, who is a center forward, knows how to play center forward, even if he doesn't quite know this system yet, there was some sparks of delightfulness mm-hmm. and just play him as long as he can play. And then, you know, make a decision to put in Shelton or put in one of these wingers out of position and into the false nine or whatever you want to call it. I mean, who, who do I want to play in my heart of hearts? Agata yes. or Eric Tommy as a false nine, but I'm or willing, Sonice. but I'm willing, eh, but I'm willing to bet you all of the money in the fine jar that it will be Kyrie Shelton starting. There's no money. In the I hope you're wrong. I mean, this is a fake fine jar. Is it? Is, is oh it real fine? Because I've never really, paid a fine. Well, <laughs> you really do. You. Oh, my God. Kyrie's going to start this game. Does anyone else think that? I think that's probably a pretty oh good guess. Oh, my God. If that happens, I'm going to be upset. I think it's a 60% chance. Because in previous Open Cup games, Kyrie has come on as a substitute. Uh-huh. It's true. As we, look at that you know, like we look at Union Omaha, and it was, you know, can we pummel them, and then we'll sub some guys on late in the game. But here, I mean, this is the this is the chance to get to a cup final. If you don't think Vermees wants to get out and so front the logic early. is put Shelton in. <laughs> He's going to start on. who he believes is his best eleven, not who the rest of us think is his <laughs> best eleven. So I think, and I could be wrong, that actually Shelton, Shallowy, and Russell started against Union Omaha and they thrashed them. Remember, but then Russell did not start against Union Omaha. Did he not? Okay, you might be right, but I do remember um, <laughs> in particular maybe. In particular, the other two Open Cup games against Houston and Dallas, that exactly what you described, David, is what happened, right? Where they brought them off the bench to kind of provide the spark. Even though Voinovich scored his one and only goal and Shelton was standing on the sideline waiting to come in, it's like he knew, I got to get it right now or I'm never getting it. R.I.P. Nikola. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mm. All right. So you threw out the idea of Shallowy playing a striker, false nine, whatever you want to call it. But... Um, you know, I like that idea. Uh, and let's just admit, and I think we all know this, Kyrie's best as a winger. Agreed. Now, Ky- is it I'm sorry, strictly you- right winger or left winger for Kyrie, or does it matter for Kyrie? Are you talking about where he sits on the bench in relation to Zavagna? <laughs> the right wing or hey the now. left wing of Zavagna? Hey oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, Robert is spot on, because like, if you think about the contributions he's made, think of the Union Omaha game. He makes a run out to the okay, right corner. I was wrong. Russell did start. Ah, oh, that was so satisfying. Um, but uh, Shelton made a run out to the right wing and played like a square ball across that led to a goal. 
Uh, he did it in his one MLS assist he had this year, a week or two ago, whenever that was, before that LAFC game that didn't happen. And from the middle, nothing. No goals, no assists. Maybe an Open Cup play. So he has some. He, he does score the fourth goal in the U.S. Open Cup. When we get to four goals, he's got both of those. So we're bigging him up for scoring against a Division Three side for the square ball as a, as a winger? Oh, no, I, I'm just saying... He, that is his best spot. Doesn't mean he should start. Doesn't mean he should be out there at all. But I'm just agreeing with Robert that he should be on the wing if he's going to be out there at all. That's the problem. There's just no center forwards on this team besides it's now William Agata, I guess. Willie. Other other than the Open Cup, it's a lost season. So whether we run him out there or don't, in, in terms of the league, it doesn't matter. But if this man is on the roster next year, I really do think we'll see a fan revolt. I'm pretty well, sure he's guaranteed through 2023. So. Got him. Going back to my point, though, that we need to jump on this game early and we need people who can put the ball in the back of the net, Kyrie Shelton doesn't fit that bill. So if I'm picking a lineup, I'm putting Shallowy at striker because he is our best finisher in the box. I'm putting um, John East on left wing and I'm putting Russell on right. That, I, that's I like that with. too. And I, I feel like we used to talk about this in the in the old days in the radio studio about this i used to say like i used to always think shallow was going to be a striker eventually one day like well it's his movement that is so good i yeah. mean the way he runs he's going to disorganize that sacramento republic and they're not going to expect him to start there either right which would be a benefit i think yeah 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 and when he does play with Janice, they tend to kind of swap spots and he'll, he'll they combine drift well together left yeah absolutely and, and they the just, reason they do is because they have similar ideas on how to play the game yeah and there was, I just I want to add here. There was someone on our site. I don't know the commenter, but someone was was saying it was very satisfying hearing me go from a Shelton fan right, to right, to yeah. what I am now. And I just want to add here, like I never once was like Shelton is so great. He's so great at scoring goals. I don't think I have ever said anything like that on this. But we pod. were a Shelton friendly pod. And I think yes, we were <laughs> Shelton friendly. And I I I thought it was clear. It was kind of a shtick. Like it was a bit of sarcasm. Like good because every bit, time right? you said that, I'd be over here. But it was like, face. and I mean, we were, you know, I, it, and the whole thing was like, hey, we're winning. Like the team was in like first place that year, so it's like I'm not gonna be too mad at whatever the team was scoring goals, whatever. I, I got it. That was working, but it's not working now. It doesn't work. So of course I'm not going to be. Well, let's be not say. Let's not forget the fact that Russell and Shallowy aren't exactly lighting things up either. Yeah. Well, That's it's fair. it's tough to find space yeah. to operate yeah. when the nine is might it might as well be in the other team's exactly. game. They know not yeah. to cover him, right? They're not they're Dead. not being pulled away yeah. by his Dead runs space. anymore versus it was working before. You know, something I noticed in this game to go back to a positive is Eric Tommy, obviously we all saw he played really well, but Gotti Kinda had been in there doing those same sort of things, and immediately the offense looks so much better with Tommy in there. Right. And imagine if he had a center forward to pair with that, because I think what probably was working for Shelton, like think of last year, the team won a lot of games with Kyrie Shelton at forward, but he had Gotti Kinda behind him making some of these runs and plays and whatnot. And that, that hasn't really existed this year. Cam Duke, I think, is the closest thing to what Tommy is bringing and what Kinda has brought in the past, but. Um, it's he's just not the same. He's just not there yet, and maybe that's not his best position. I don't know. I think the jury's still out on Duke. Yeah. So we're all agreed that uh, Eric Tommy's starting Wednesday night. Yeah, I think you play him as long gotta, as he can play. Yeah, got to get him in there. And I think Agata off the bench is actually kind of like a good thing as well, right? Look at that. He was just like running at these tired legs, and he made the quick little turn, and he got Mario to foul him and draw what should have been his second yellow had he been given a – actually, that would have been his first yellow. They, they didn't give him that yellow, if I'm remembering. I propose right. a hashtag for William Agata. 
It's just hashtag I gotta go. <laughs> Okay. Is this like the, how people but use he likes to be called all Willie, the time? So there's kinda. all sorts of stuff you could do with Willie too. I, but let's true. not go there. Um, I just like that <laughs> you're not even a dad yet. Like, how bad are these going to get if when you finally become a parent? Like even when he scores, I know it's backwards, but when he scores, hashtag I gotta go. Thad, <laughs> Cody Thad may is, be a Thad is somewhere just smiling, knowing that. He's proud of that one? He's proud of that. <laughs> okay, okay. But, Chad, going well, back to your point listens. about the depth that we have on this team, I mean, that's the thing. We can throw at Sacramento now is some different looks, for sure. I mean, even bringing in Shelton for Russell late in the game and putting that different look with Agata at center forward striker, that's a different look we can show him. So we got some options, for sure. Or he can come kill a game off if they actually get in the lead. Because, remember, that was what everybody right. would defend over the years. It's like... Yeah, we might not like him, but he works really hard, and he'll go right. hustle, and right. he'll make yeah. everything difficult and create turnovers and things like that. So if, if they're pressing and they have to come out of what I imagine will be a somewhat low block against an MLS team, yeah. then you know, sporting gets ahead, that's going to make a world of difference. So back to your point, way back at the beginning, we got to score first. Yeah, and, I mean, we have to talk about the midfield. I mean, we don't want Uri in the six, right? Yes. Oof. Help me I out here. Don't. I want Yuri to play left winger next to <laughs> right on the bench. while Kyrie plays right winger next to. Because, <laughs> hey, we get Roger back for this game. There's nobody suspended, right? Oh. Roger's good for this one, right? So, on this note of Yuri, I just, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, uh, the tweet that was put out of someone took us, or I guess there's a, a Instagram account, SKC Memes, long running account that I have found annoying the entire time. They used to steal our posts and put them on there. But this, this person that runs this account uh, who sent Uri a message when he arrived that said, welcome to the team, and then was not only sent him a message that said, leave my team, but then was so proud of doing so, wanted to take a screenshot and show everyone that he had done this, sent this, sent this message to Uri. Uh, so as much as we are, as much as I have been frustrated with this player, that, is, that, that just is the ugliest part of, of fandom. And I am learning a lot about our fan base having such a down year this year. I think and that's, we've been so nice. I think that's any, any fan base. I mean, I think we kind of have, right? Like, we're getting to the point of it. There's no return at this point. But mm -hmm. I think the Blue Testament in general, like, people would get on our case, as your point was last week in the pod, that we are too nice and we are not hard but enough if that's the But if that's, if that's the fine. person that's telling us that we're too nice, then, right, then exactly. get the hell out of here. I don't care. I, I think if you look at the average fan, like, the 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 fanatical ones or the crazy ones that are posting the wild stuff that they're, you know, we were dramatically reading their posts on the Cauldron Facebook page, things like that. It, those people aren't the majority of people. I think the majority of people, they're frustrated that it's a down year, but they look at Vermees and they say, this guy, you know, has built this whole club. Like, you know, he's, he's got his fingerprints on everything and they're not the people kind of calling for his head and things like that. It's the more fringe, I would say mm -hmm. for the most part. Now I will, I will say there are people that have come to that position later and it's surprising to see, but I understand at the same time, like it's a bad year. How about this? I just, this is one we can, this can be the final conversation here. I saw Mike frustratingly took the stance of bliss out where that's a, where we've got a new target here is and where does that seem like a more reasonable change to make if, if a head must roll? Does that seem like a reasonable change for any of you guys to make? It's quite a switch. He, Bliss, he Bliss is an easy <laughs> scapegoat because, you know, he technically is the head of scouting, even though Vermees truly runs the organization. I, well, I the coach is the easiest scapegoat of all time. Well, not when he's also technical director. 
Like, like when it's when the when Vermees is the king, it's tough to you know fire so, the coach but keep him as GM. Okay, so the answer what clarify this for not for me but anyone else that may be listening. What Cody is, definitely knows. What by is the, way. the difference as Brian Bliss as technical director of of like the club versus Peter Vermees being like technical director of team he's the sporting director technically sporting director bliss is the sporting no no no, no. peter is the peter's sporting the sporting director director. and the coach okay. and then bliss is the technical director and but, but i think these titles are arbitrary right like every team does them differently you see like a chief soccer officer mm-hmm. or something at some of these clubs that are like coaches or the chief so- they're weird titles mm-hmm. but bliss is largely in charge of scouting and you know, international international scouting is always kind of a crapshoot unless you're going to go get a guy like Garrett Bale, who is a like <laughs> well known entity. Or I've heard of that guy, Gior- Giorgino Cialini. Uh, <laughs> but we have really <sighs> suffered, I feel like, in terms of our ability to make in league moves. Courtney Ford looks like it's a great signing in league, but um, and we're good at trading players out. You know, we've fleeced. Uh, Orlando for Dom. Dom still sucks. I'm going to call back all the way to our first pod of this year. Dom sucks. But uh, we are not making trades for players like we did when we traded for Ike Opara from San Jose. Um, and there's other, there's plenty of other teams in the league. You know, Kellen Acosta is getting bounced around, but he's a quality player. Uh, Mark Anthony Kay has been moved a couple times, but he's a really mm. class player yeah. who would look great in sporting and sporting blue, but we're not making moves for guys like that. And the more successful teams in this league are making moves for guys who are already successful in this league. We weren't even a, a an afterthought in the Giassi Zardis sweepstakes. Um, Thank, or Thankfully, we were not involved in that. Sure, but I mean, like he at least scores more goals than Shelton does. Uh, and Andre Shinyashiki got moved earlier this year. And is he going to be like the superstar of the, you know, that lights the city on fire? Absolutely not. But he's a, like a good depth piece at the least, and he's going to bang home more goals than Shelton too. You know, the question I wish I had asked Ilya was, okay, Ilya, how would you have liked to have had Kellen Acosta next to you in Sporting's midfield? How would you have liked that? Yeah. Which makes a world of difference. (laughs) You got to look at these teams that like most of the successful teams are making moves like that, or they're finding these like fringe MLS guys to fill those role-playing things. And I think they tried to do that last year. If you look at Roselle and you look at Ben Sweat, but they're, you know, Sweat luckily has found his way to the bench, but Roselle is playing a lot of minutes for someone that I don't think anybody expected no, to be a why. starter. Yeah. yeah. No, but this calls back to Justin Mapp. It calls back to, uh, oh, who was the, who was Brad the, Davis. yeah, Brad Davis. I was going to say something real mean. Uh, it goes back to when we signed Brad Evans, who literally never even suited up for the team. Did he even that make was an a great 18? Season. No, yeah. he wasn't on the don't field. Oh, he might have been the 18. Kellen Rowe. He's Kellen Rowe. Quite impressive. I mean, we're making, more bad moves in than good. Um, the other part of it is it's an organizational philosophy, and Vermees has talked about this before, how you know every team has a specific style of player they want. And Vermees has said himself, he likes Spaniards, he likes Portuguese players, he likes Eastern European guys. You know, he, we love our Hungarians. Um, you know, I don't know how the Cypriots would like to be categorized, but, you know, we've the also... Israeli League? You know... Right, and and so there's a certain style of play he likes, right? Um, and then he also complains, though, that it takes a lot of effort to get one of these players into Kansas City. If you're from Barcelona, why on earth would you move to Kansas City when you could either stay in Spain or you could go to Miami or L.A.? 
there's other teams in this league, New York City FC for one, Atlanta for another, uh, who recruit South America hard. And, you know, if you're from Cartagena, Colombia, or you're from, you know, Venezuela or Peru, or, you know, Miguel Almarón came from Paraguay, you know, Kansas City's a step up. That's an easier of, sell, right? It's a much easier sell. And so um, then you're not overpaying. So, it, but it's an organizational philosophy of like, we're looking for these ga- cast offs from La Masia um, who we're also never going to get transfer fees for when we could be more like NYCFC who, you know, invests in guys like Talos Magno, Tati Castellanos, and are going to win with them and then sell them for tons of money. To, to kind of defend the Vermees philosophy or the bliss philosophy, if you want to call it that, um, in NYCFC is just like a different beast because of yes. A, it's New York, and B, it's City Football Group. Like, right. so I don't know. It's not apples to apples. It's kind of like how we were looking at the LAFC roster before the game, and I was like, there's like 20 guys on this roster that could start. It's ridiculous. But there's just that element of they're coming to Los Angeles. They're, they're in this beautiful city. Well. If you've been to LA, it's not that beautiful, but you know, to the rest of the world, it probably seems so great. So I think not apples to apples, but I don't disagree with you that they could be looking to South America. I mean, you got, they got like Felipe Gutierrez from there, but I guess that he was in Europe before he came over. Right. So, but there's also, you know, every point, you know, the league loves Brazilians and Argentinian players, but there's all sorts of, to steal a baseball term again, market inefficiencies. You know, there are guys who play in Paraguay and Uruguay who are not necessarily going to be European superstars, but could still come over here and make an impact. There's guys from Peru. There's guys from Ecuador. um, And it's an entirely untapped market because we don't go after them. So should we, in reference to the Open Cup, should we be so concerned about Sacramento Republic and we're supposed to be such a stronger side? Is, is it a bad sign that we are concerned about Sacramento? Republic? I'm not concerned. <laughs> You're not concerned? Okay. Oh, I think Sporting should win the game, but I think they could lose the game, obviously, right? Like 3 yeah. nothing. Oh, bold. Oh, you think we lose or win? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, scoring first, I think, is going to be super critical because what's going to happen to our mentality? And this is another reason, another point I'm going to make in my article. If our mentality, we go down and we have young guys on the field, Felipe Hernandez, Cam Duke, Caden Pierre. I'm sorry, but they're not ready to handle that. They're not ready to handle going down on the road against a raucous crowd in this environment. They can't handle it. So you, the road point might be true because they have come from behind twice in this Open Cup, but they were both at home. Right. So there could be something to that. I, I don't even know if we know if Felipe Hernandez is going to be available because he got a pretty good laceration on the back of right. his true, head, it true. sounds like. from, But uh, not a concussion, they don't think. I know, I know they have a game. good following there and it's probably a fun environment but i don't know if it's at the point it's not a massive stadium that right i mean caden pierre is probably he's probably played sacramento before right i don't is that do i have my lower leagues wrong here but like i don't know he's played in leagues and stadiums that have environments similar to this has he played in a cup semifinal right i know yeah yeah, I, I don't believe he has. By the way, again, he looked awesome again. Had just he, he's so good going forward. He's like fancy footed, like so almost too fancy footed for a for a fullback. Yeah, he did have a pretty bad mistake towards the end of the game. Yes, Izzy bailed him out on, but yes. like, oof, it uh, he double headed it up in the air and didn't get either of them. So or didn't you know clear he, it? He definitely has work to do on his defending, but his progressive carries are exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Absolutely. and that's not super uncommon for a, a good fullback or a wingback to be. You know more mature going forward. 
than defending. And I think that aspect of his game will develop, but he certainly are. And I'm sorry to tell you this, Cody, but I think he's our most promising uh, fullback. I think more than Logan and Denbe. I see oh, your hands on the thing to turn off my microphone. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was listening to the buzzing is what I was trying to Wor- worse calves than Logan, but I think more potential. I have no problem with that. I think they're both, I would put them about even in my mind of potential going forward, but yeah. So, okay, let's let's think about cup semifinals or, yeah, cup semifinals throughout the world, throughout the world of soccer. What's the difference between a cup semifinal and a final, the way they're played, in your guys' opinion? Because I have definite opinions on it. What are your guys' opinion on the difference of a semifinal versus a final? Are you talking about strategically? Or One of them, you win a just trophy the at the end. way they're played. Well, I mean, like in the FA Cup, it's a two-leg No, semifinal. that's not what I mean. That's okay. what I mean. Yeah, once you... I, I mean, have no when idea you get on the mean, field, so. it's more freewheeling. It's more, we've got to get to the final. We're going to take risks. We're going to take chances. Whereas in the final, it's a little more tepid, a little more... That's why so many finals end up in, you know, overtime shootouts. Because they are more tepid and more calculated, if you will. Whereas semifinals seem to be much more open and freewheeling. Interesting. Do you guys agree or no? I think that could possibly be true. I, I think sporting is going to play that way anyways, because that's how they play. And I think Sacramento as a lower division side should sit deep and try to hit on the counter and things like that. Obviously, they're not a big goal-scoring team. This is, a, you know, you reeled off their record there, Robert. Yeah. I think at the beginning of a f- cup final, there's a period of, like, feeling each other out and maybe not wanting to take as many risks. But, no, I always think a cup final is, like, as ruthless as it gets eventually. Like, you know, in the, in the second half, there's, you know, we always talk about, like, playoff soccer. It's just everyone is staying in that tackle one second longer, one minuscule. Yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah, I'd, the the beginning of a cup final, I would agree with that. But okay. No, I, Ro- I mean, I tend to agree, Robert. I mean, like, certainly our cup finals have all been really conservative by both teams, which is why they ended in PKs. Yeah. Um, Except for the Red Bull one. Right. Right. But, um, you know, even like the UEFA Champions League, often you'll see a real feeling out period between the teams because neither side wants to be the one to make the mistake. Right. Wasn't that PSG Champions League pretty unwatchable a couple years ago? I mean, it was not like a great game. When they beat Liverpool? Is that what you're talking about? Or when when Liverpool beat them? Was it Liverpool? Yeah, I guess. Two years ago? I was trying to help you out. <laughs> I was just staring blankly. So what's the rest of our lineup for Wednesday night? Is it okay to cover that real quick? Of course. Okay. Well, probably pools camp and goal. Yep. Yeah, Amelia's got a hamstring, so you would think that's not going to be better. Than pools well, camp. and it's just the his. keeper anyway. Yeah, that's true. He's started every other. Yeah, okay. there's a nice uh, redwood that Cody would probably have on the bench just in case pools camp gets hurt. Just saying, <laughs> I like I like pools camp, but those are some thick two trees. Got beat near post both times on this. I'm just, I'm Agreed. Just well, we'll, Agreed. Ta- we'll talk about Garrett Bale's goal. In the I know, and I know this Garrett guy is supposed to be pretty good, <laughs> but like I don't know, near post twice. I'm just saying. Okay, so center backs. Uh, we'll let David cover this one since he loves our center backs so much. Pass. <laughs> I mean, I think you if you're putting the best lineup out there, you'd probably play Izzy and Fontes. Wrong. Who Who is a better center? Not that they're both playing great or even good, but on this on all, I mean, all are out there. I mean, on this team, like we don't have any. Is Courtney Flip. Ford suspended from Open Cup too? Does this count as a suspension? I believe I so. We we, of this. we looked into that, and oh, I okay. believe that is the case. Okay. 
Could we play some like weird formation where we only have like no center backs? Yeah, no, like a zero center back formation. <laughs> because here, and we're I know we're not talking about Garrett Bale's goal because uh, now's the time to experiment. Yes. But but <laughs> yeah, what are know, we talking about? Is he not? He's not good, and neither's Fontes. I think Fontes had a good year last year and has been kind of mediocre this year. I think Izzy is still decent, but he's ha- he just lapses. It's like no, it's, he doesn't it's care. Be, it's still got to be those two, though, right? Yeah, yeah, just gonna have to, it has to. Yes. Be. No one is going to feel that confident with it, with that pairing. I don't think we have. It's so weird. Uh, two months ago, we like felt like we had four really good center backs and you could play any I of them. I remember us talking about and that. And now we yeah. don't have a single pairing that we would feel confident going into this game against a second-tier team. I think I, if Courtney Ford wasn't suspended all day, every day I put him in there. You kind of winced at it earlier when Robert said well, no, Ford is a good center back well, and no, it was it was acquisition. A, someone said something about it. Yeah, a good acquisition. And I'm like, all right, in the middle of a 10-game suspension. But, okay. That we wouldn't have known about. But... You know, Courtney Ford's not getting turned inside out by Garrett Bale, uh, who you know wants to go to his left. Do you know that? So you let him go to his left. I don't know that. That you know he wants to go to his left? No, I, I you say he's not getting turned around by Garrett. I think he is very susceptible to that. I mean, you know the man wants to go left, and then you let him go left, and then he scored. All right, let's and, turn back time, and let's put David defending Mr. Bale in that play. Oh, I also <laughs> would have given up a goal. I would have had the exact same result as Izzy. I would have also given up that goal. And then, and, and. But for you're making I, a little less than the million plus dollars he's making this yeah, season. Yeah, I would have given up that goal for like 85,000 and some benefits. Okay. Right. Like not even a retirement, but like just decent health insurance. Yeah, for sure. You ought to be like at least on the supplemental <laughs> portion of the roster. Yeah. Like, and just free access to the boot room. But uh, Fontis is also extremely culpable on Chicho Arango's goal, which was a banger, by the way. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know you think a tree could have stopped it because it was, quote-unquote, nah, near no, post. But, I mean, that was, that was a no, rocket. That was, was not Bulls' fault. But, but Font- I mean, Fontis was out of position and then never got back into position. There are best options for Wednesday, but neither are good. So at fullback, to move from this? Oh, much happier conversation. In Dembe, I think we all agree. In Dembe and, back, and but Pierre. Is it, Oh, but no, it's Zeus. Is what I was gonna ask. It would probably be, probably be Zeus. Yeah, not Pierre. I yeah. think Zeus. He played very well for the half that he was in before he had to be subbed off. I mean, all the goals were in the second half, and uh, Pierre's fine. And if he has to play because Zeus, he can't play all ninety minutes. I, I like him. I'm all for it. But there's definitely that risk of making mistakes, and he has had a few here or there. It's funny because, and I think we're all like this when you look at these young guys and they make a mistake. You go, yeah, but it's because they're young. They have so much promise. They're going to get there. But when the veterans make a mistake, of course we're less forgiving. That's why you're being paid to be the veteran and be make these solid plays. So, But I bet it's Zussi. I mean, Zussi and Pierre played the exact same amount of minutes. Pierre had more shot-creating actions. He had more progressive carries. He had more dribbles. And L.A. scored two goals when he was on the field and none when Zussi was on the field. Now... They dominated that first half, at least, you know, 30, 35 minutes of that sporting, and they stopped doing that later. Also, Garrett Bale wasn't playing in the first half. That's true. All right. I so, any I final thoughts Garrett here? played any minutes. Final thoughts. Cody, okay. like us to wrap things up, please, yes, gentlemen. Up here. Yes. Sporting, we host the Open Cup final. It's going to be a party. Okay, guys. I got to go. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and long comes off. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things.
drinking My football team's got me drinking Give me real whiskey, one or gin Anything to shake this food I'm in My football team's got me drinking